Welcome back, everybody, to Found in Prague. I'm Miranda, and today I'm here with Mitchell and Alex and Sean. Unfortunately, Adri is not with us, but we have a special guest who is with us today. It's actually one of our good friends, Michal. And today our topic and theme is on gaming. And uh, this is a really unknown topic to me, so I really have no idea what to do, but... Thankfully, we have Michal here, who is actually a designer in Grip Digital, and um, he's also a Twitch streamer. So he has some some stuff probably, hopefully, to share with us. So welcome, Michal. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's amazing to be here. Yes. And uh, Michal's Czech. Yeah, I'm Czech. But um, anyways, yeah, hopefully we'll get into some good stuff. So all you gamers out there, we hope this episode makes, makes your... I mean, Your even, gaming hearts happy. Even non-gamers. Even non-gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Adri was um, like, she was sad to miss tonight, but then she was like, I also have no idea what I would say on this podcast. So anyways. <laughs> I mean, it's always interesting to hear like a uh, non-gamers perspective. Yeah. Of maybe what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we You'll, you'll have enough of that in us, or in the rest of us today. So <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe you will surprise me. I don't know. Of course, of course. You're secret gamers at home. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we do all day, every day. The, the real thing is what you guys don't know is that I actually am a secret gamer and I just have played this whole game this whole time to make you think that I'm not. Wow. 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 Isn't wow. That what, what game was that? Deception. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, but okay. So I'm curious. So I have no idea, but. What are you guys' like favorite games? I think for me, at least, it's really hard to answer because there's just so many good games around. But if I could choose like one, that's definitely going to be The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Uh, I basically, I read all the books uh, before it was cool. And by the time I finished the, the, the last book, only the two games were out. So I hopped in and I fell in love with The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, but it came out in 2015, and that game is still holding up uh, graphically, story-wise, and it's just an amazing game to get lost in, and uh, just the story is just so amazing, all the characters and everything is just so beautiful. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my favorite game of all times, I guess. I uh, <laughs> I own it on the multiple platforms like PlayStation, PC, uh, and uh, I own a bunch of merchandise. <laughs> Some people could say that I'm like uh, ob- ob- obsessive about it. <laughs> Does your wife say this? Uh, potentially. Th- th- potentially. Has that been like a struggle? You know, no, no, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a struggle yet. <laughs> that's good, did that's did good. you name your child by any character? <laughs> <laughs> so Michal just well, okay. Recently what were there suggestions to, to, <laughs> to name her? No, obviously that could like, be an answer. Like, like uh, not from The Witcher, but like they were like. You know, most of the games using normal, normal, nice names. So, uh, I was thinking to like name like 
for example, my dog. <laughs> I was thinking if he would ever have a dog, I was thinking to name him Nathan Drake, who is a protagonist of a video game called Uncharted. And I thought, like, that's that's just. Uh, that's I think just, that's the answer. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, the answer. answer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was that the. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to remember. I remember one time I was over and you were playing something. Was that that one? Maybe. Which which? I have <laughs> which no idea. Which occasion are we talking about? I, I, I play games quite a lot. So. This is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> I would say my favorite game uh, playing by myself was Skyrim. And I, I only played that because uh, I didn't have internet for like a week. And it's uh, you don't need internet to play it. So I got really into that and that whole world and uh yes yeah, story was actually very fun it was very hard to get into but once you get into it it's very addicting like it's a very fun game I, I i played it like for i don't know four or five hours i had to turn it off because i just couldn't like get over all the bugs and how how the game was broken <laughs> i mean yeah. i was the same like i played it before but then i was like forced to play it because no internet so i was like bored and then i just got hooked it just it was okay. very, very all, all the bugs are where the internet is basically so <laughs> yeah. as soon as you turn off the internet bugs disappear mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i wish i wish oh i wish that would be the case that's, yeah. that's sadly not the case yeah no. that's not how game works it's not how yeah. bugs work yeah usually, yeah, yeah. No, no. And, but did you um uh play any other games before the witcher or was the Witcher? oh yeah no, no, the Witcher is definitely not my first uh first i'm i'm uh i'm I started gaming in pretty young age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that we had any console or PC at home, but my friends had or my classmates. Mm. So my first game I ever played uh, was a little game, like a you know, platformer, really old game. I don't know where it came out. Uh, it's called DuckTales. Do you know the like the uh, the TV show? The, the what there's the I don't know the characters in English, but it's about the ducks. You know DuckTales, right? You know, of course. No. You don't know DuckTales? <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> Let's Google and show. <laughs> DuckTales. You, you go on, I will Yeah, DuckTales. Well, yeah, so that was the first game I've ever played. I, I had it, like, on, uh, f- on like, four floppy disks. <laughs> I sound like what? so old. I just feel like so old right now. Yeah, you do sound old. Like floppy oh. disks. Floppy disks. Yeah, I had like four, four floppy disks. This ones? Yeah, exactly. Oh. It was just like, like a side. Looney Tunes. I don't know if I would. Is it Looney Tunes? I don't think yeah, it's Looney it's Tunes. Donald Duck. Or... It's yeah, Donald yeah. Duck and stuff. That's definitely well, Disney. Isn't Donald Duck one of the Looney Tunes? No. I have no clue. I have no I think, He's definitely Disney. Mixing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the look of disappointment that I'm said, suffering right now is really bad. <laughs> okay. so, so that was my first game I've ever played. But then uh, my friend borrowed me the first Doom ever, which came out in like, actually the year I was born. I played it when I was... What year f- were you born? Uh, 1993. Oh. Uh, you can check the facts if you want to. I know it was. Um, I know it came out in 1993. <laughs> I thought I thought you were saying I need to check when you were born, like the facts. It's like, <laughs> wow. yeah, check it out, yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, just call call the hospital. <laughs> I, I was born ninety three. You can check the facts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> check the books. I mean, I had that game on floppy disks too, and I, like now, you, when you look at it, it's like this old, really old game. But I was freaking scared of it. Like all, like you're basically playing as a. 
uh, guy who everyone called him Doom Guy, just because he was a guy from the game Doom, and he was basically killing demons, and uh, like it was really fast-paced first-person shooter, and he basically like started the whole genre of first-person shooters. And I was freaking scared of it because all the demons were just uh, so scary. Like now you look at it and like this this was scary. Like what? <laughs> but now, but back in the day, that was like top-notch graphics. Like mm. they, they, they. We say and check. They made a hole in the hole in the world. Like they, they just all the whole thing just blew up, and it was like a new era for video games. I feel like. Hmm. So that was like one of the first games I've ever played. Also, yeah, one I remember uh my my friend used to own this uh this like game called Motocross Madness, mm. which was basically like you were just right uh you're riding a dirt bike and oh. I know this one. Yeah, you know this one? I spent a lot of hours yeah <laughs> playing this one with my brother also. Yeah. So how we used to play it, because we were like, I don't know, we were like nine or ten. Um, one was like driving and the other one was like pressing the buttons for yeah, for, for, for the yeah. tricks and everything. Mm -hmm. And like there was this one's really great feature uh, or feature. Yeah, it was a feature when like you were drive at the end of the map. The, the game just blew you up like all the way to the other side. And you could like that game back in the day had pretty impressive physics. Like it was pretty fun. Like I, I remember, like always, like we were always trying to get like there was like this big cliff that you could like drive on, and then it was like endless nothing. Yeah. And when you got to the edge of the map, it would just blow you away. So that's the first thing, th first thing that we always do, just mm -hmm. just get to the bike and just drive to the end of the map, and then we just start doing dumb things around. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty addicting. It's it's quite um, like hard to kind of play itself so yeah yeah I, I remember that yeah i remember it was like a lot of hours spent playing that y you said the floppy disks which which version of floppy disks because the games i played first were eight inch floppy disks like the bigger Oof. yeah you probably are talking the three inch yeah yeah yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay. can i so, disclose something yeah for years i didn't ever know what a floppy disk was because uh, yeah. my family never ever 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 used a floppy disk like I only learned about floppy disks when floppy disks weren't a thing, and like <laughs> like seriously, like they were they were it was past floppy disk time, yeah. and people were like, oh yeah, floppy disks, remember those? And I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> what, what, which which era know. was that? The CDs or cassettes or like what? What, weren't, weren't cassettes CDs. around when the when the floppy, floppy disks, disks yeah, were, were around? I think, but I mean, probably CD uh, CDs and like yeah. USB stuff. Well, USBs. Wow. That's well, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Now even CDs are not a thing anymore. Yeah, but anyways. Yeah. It, I think so. The only games, and I don't even know like what it was called, but I remember that when we would go over to my family friend's house, they would always play this snowboarding game that was pretty fun, and we would always try to play that. You would like go on, do tricks, and like go on the rails and I always liked playing that. That was like the one game. I have no idea what it was called. And then I think I used to try to play Call of Duty with my brother when I was younger. When I say try, I really mean try. <laughs> I think he had a lot of grace for me when we played <laughs> together. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Oh, yes. And when Amy had the N64, we would she would try to convince oh, yeah. me to play Mario Kart. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Sixty four. Amy uh, was pretty good. Yeah, yeah she's she's are. good. Uh, that comes so um, that's all games. that's all my game experience gaming experience right there <laughs> that's it you're silent for the rest of the podcast <laughs> the rest of the podcast i have nothing Thank to you. say all right have fun guys <laughs> actually growing up uh i had an n64 but my parents uh, they tried to hide from me the fact that it was an old console and you know people would come to our house and they'd say oh you guys are still using the n64 that's like so cool and they'd be like shut up they don't know that it's not new. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what my mom told me. But the N64 was really fun. I was yeah, I never owned it either. I never owned like any console just like uh, three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah, three years ago, I bought uh, my first like PlayStation 4. And that was the first console I ever owned. I was always a PC gamer. I never like... Like, all my friends had, like, Nintendo, Atari, um, uh, Nintendo Cube, and stuff like that. Have you heard about Dandy? Dandy? Yeah. No? Dandy. You mean the Tanks? Like, the the console. Like, the Dandy console. No? No? Oh, my goodness. No. Am I the only... I'm probably too old. (laughs) That was the the pinnacle of gaming back then. Really? I'll I'll just Google it, but I can show you. Dandy. Sean, did you play any games? You're a little quiet over there. Uh, Looks I just like played too familiar. many. So if I start opening my mouth, I'll it just, just talk forever. So that's just, just yeah. So, sorry, that's just, that's 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 just NES. Well, we called it Dendy. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I don't know. NES. Maybe NES. Yeah. yeah. It, it has uh, switchable cartridges, so yeah. that's that's where the um, you would play tanks. You know, the, like the old ones, and and you would play the. Uh, Mario and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's NES. That's Nintendo console. Okay. Well, <laughs> we we called it different. I don't okay. know. Okay. In interesting. My interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe interesting. That's, uh, I never heard that. Dandy. Like. Okay. Sorry, that's I jumped cool. into your. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, I just grew up in a country that literally is all you could do from a childhood is play games. Literally. That's. Going out and playground and doing something else is uh, option. Real, in reality, you're living in a concrete country where concrete city where nothing is around. There's no nature. There's nothing, no place stuff to do. You're living in concrete building, concrete stuff. What it can do? Sit in front of a computer. Play jacks. And play video games. I grew up in a country like that. <laughs> so imagine um, how my perspective has like always been different is that since childhood, like because of the surrounding people and because how I grew up and the culture behind me and the uh, circumstances, all I did at home was play games. I played like Hercules. Do you know that game? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. Um, I played StarCraft, first one. I played uh, so many different games. I played Maple Story, Sudden Attack, <laughs> StarCraft Two. Um, I, I can hear in your Legends. voice like how many hours you spent <laughs> on all these yeah. games. <laughs> also, I, I can also hear the like the people who are listening to this like, what is this country? Can I move there? Like, what is this? All the gamers are just like. Wants to get there because I want to play games every I, day. Yeah, I, we have a culture where because everybody's gamers, we just 
literally PC cafes are the most cheapest and the most affordable and the most like comfortable place to be in. They have nice cushiony cushiony chairs, big screen, super modern computers with no lag where you can sit with your friends and play video games wow. all day. And maybe Sounds back, like heaven. back in the day it was it half a dollar for an hour. <laughs> no joke. Half a dollar. And that was your childhood? Yeah. Like, when what, I was in what Korea. Year, what, what year, year Since were I was you like born? 10 to 13. No, what, like what year were you born? 95. Hmm. But what I'm saying is like, like, I don't remember the before like 10 really that much. But I only remember after 10 because I don't know why. Anyway, uh, after I moved to Korea, that's all I did because that's all you learn is to play video games. So, like, I just tr- experimented with so many games. Like, so imagining Korean young boy in middle of the city where there's nothing to do playing video games, experimenting with video games, thinking about video games. Mm-hmm. Video games. Just video v- game literally becomes your life. life. <laughs> you make so. it sound so bad. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's, it is bad. What I'm saying is, like, it's, it's, you can make it sound positive, but it is in certain way to, up, if your only option is to play video games, I think that's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh. that was the only option I think that was given to me. So I had to get used to it. So what I'm saying is like, I don't play video <laughs> games right now at all. Like I don't play at all. Actually, I only play with my friends when I get the chance to play with them. I don't play it alone anymore. What I'm saying is like, um, video games was a tool for me to get out of loneliness, get out, get out of like, um, like being bullied or being lonely, etc. It was the only tool to socialize. So in that aspect, for me, like, what's your favorite game is like such a weird question for me because like I play games, so I can make friends. So, like, single player games was not an option. <laughs> so when I discovered single player games like Zelda, when like last past like four years, like four years ago. That literally blew my mind. I'm like, there's a different aspect of games? Oh my goodness. I knew games my entire life, but there's like single player games that expand your experience in a different whole way, in the very mature and very sophisticated (laughs) way. I'm like, oh, this is cool. (laughs) Why I'm saying this is because like, um, now it became more mature, but back then it was uh, more linear. Um, and, uh, more, um, I was a young child, so I didn't know much, but what I'm saying is like, uh, my favorite games back in the day was the most simplest games where people stood in a court, uh, in a town and just talk to each other. Or I would play games where people just literally shoot each other in the face all day (laughs) like simple games where i will do that with my friends all day i'll sit in the town all day i'll be farming and then interacting or like coming to my friend's house and say oh my level is higher than you i was like that so 
Anyway. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point that you brought up of like um, meeting people or just like ha- having friends. Like how would you guys say like that's a way that you've co- that you connect can connect with friends or people? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't really, like, know. Like, I, that's not ever been a way that I'm, I've done that before. Yeah, so. on, online gaming definitely changed games forever. And, yeah, when I remember when it, like, became, oh, I can play games over the internet and I can actually hear them and they can hear me. That's, like, totally, like, a different level. Like, obviously, they were, they were like, back in the day, something called LAN party. And basically, you just would come to a friend's house or you would connect uh your pcs to like uh one ethernet and you would play games together like call of duty uh doom and stuff like that so like that way you can socialize and obviously like i feel like your case is very extreme in a way that uh it's kind of a that's the only way i can socialize in life and i don't think that's healthy and i don't think that's good at all uh Games should games is definitely like people can socialize over, but it should not replace the social life. You know what I mean? Like something is always like if there's something a lot you have a lot in low life, like it's over like a healthy amount, then it's not good for your life. Yeah, I I was kind of listening and processing the things you were saying about the games and like where you started and then I listened to the the Sean's story and my story was a bit different and I was trying to analyze why and the thing I understood was it really depended like where when you were born like what was available to you at that time so when Sean was growing up um, the games already developed into internet cafes like when I first got to gaming like in, in the computer itself, like I got my computer probably around sixth grade. So I born in I was born in eighty eight. So basically, I, I think it was around maybe ten years old. Uh, so I was like fourth, fifth grade maybe. But back then, as you said, there were no internet cafes. Like internet wasn't a thing then. So we we would have like the only thing you would get is basically what you can locally play on your computer. And I remember. The first day I got the computer, I then went to school and basically got some CDs with games from my friends because they already had some. So I think I put the CD in the computer. (laughs) It was a weird feeling because like the computer itself like really sucks you in because something new you never saw before. And like right now, computer is a normal thing. Everyone understands it. But back then it was like nothing you seen before so i would put the cd in i would start playing and it was a weird thing i couldn't wake up for school because school was like you need to wake up at six or whatever so you would be hardly woken up for school next morning i woke up at five so i can play two hours before i actually (laughs) go to school and you can you can understand how addictive that is like it's it's a culture that was built it's not maybe that supernatural or addictive right now and when sean was talking about internet cafes i remember that it was an era maybe four years in uh, after i got my first computer then internet became a thing and all my friends would spend most of their free time basically going to internet cafes because it had internet like nowhere else you could get the line to your house like it basically was impossible so 
first it was LAN parties, you, like you would go to the place where there are multiple computers and usually it was like at school, for example, and you would connect LAN, not internet, and you would play with, with friends, but then internet became a thing and then you would go to the internet cafe and now you have to pay money because like it's, you need to pay someone. And people would like literally spend nights there it was designed as a culture like Damn. it will be nightly thing like kids would go and play whole night basically they will be there like what? yeah it's this it's a whole so thing wild. this yeah, is exactly. so normal so funny. A- okay what's so funny is you as you're explaining your whole process like i am laughing because that was literally my story but however many years like later like mm. it was the same thing like almost where i think i was like 10 when we got our first computer and like it was completely foreign to me too but it's funny because that was like my world was just my whole world was just so far behind everything it yeah. always has been <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah they, they call like it really like funny. pc like a personal computer but like yeah. it wasn't that affordable like computer yeah. was expensive back in the day yeah. like if you had a good computer at your home like you were considered like oh like, that's cool yeah. Yeah. like yeah. you know but yeah, that now is like <laughs> yeah it's just interesting the evolution of kind of gaming because like it started small so i started playing i think the first games i played was this nes consoles like mm. we call them the dandy but what the, I, I, it's I, not it's not nes i looked at it more as you like show me the picture it's not nes it's yeah, like ex- something exactly. totally different exactly that, that's that? why i was surprised you never heard of it yeah. like because it, it was like the very beginning and super cool thing to have and like mm my coolest richest friends had it so i had to go to their home and like play this thing these games and like they had cartridges and there is like a whole ritual of like blowing into the cartridge and then shaking it so it like works and then if if the game freezes you know nobody understood (laughs) how things work back then and we thought like blowing into things would fix them you know it's (laughs) like it's it's a whole new yeah yeah a little little, like a little no fact that the blowing or like shaking literally did nothing. Exactly. It was just that the you took yes. the cartridge out of yes. the console. That uh, now we are smart people, yeah, you exactly. know, working working in IT I industry. I would still probably blowing it, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like a it's, now it's like a tradition, like yeah. you blow it, you like blow old, it. And, old nostalgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, what I wanted to say, sorry, if you wanted to finish no, something, no, go on, go on. Uh, that like uh, the games uh, like matured with the audience. Like we were kids back in the day, but now we are. Uh, adults and the games uh, progress and like the gaming industry is so big today like back in the day it was maybe like few people like in a room coding and testing and everything now the companies make they billions they, yeah b- billions yeah. and the ma- make to make a game is even more expensive than make a movie yeah. wow. like you you're seeing like all like uh the marvel like uh, the avengers movies like how much like the pro- produ- went to the production you have no idea how much it goes to games because like you can film um movie probably and like do the post-production i'm i don't i, I don't know much about movies but like all the production post-production and everything you're probably done in like three four years today games take year like can take up to 10 years to develop a game that's so crazy. Back in the day, it was probably like maybe a year or two because the games weren't that complex. But today, like games are so complex, so so big that like you can't just have five people in a grandma's but uh, uh, what's what basement? Basement. <laughs> Thank you. Just just coding overnight, you know, after sc- after school. But now it's like 
you're paying people to code and test and uh, design stuff for you. So, and as we got older, also the games matured. Like back in the day, it was Mario, Super Mario, uh, Zelda, stuff like that. And then like there was a little, like more scary games like Doom and stuff like that. But now those kids who were playing Super Mario are now all like older. So so the games had to do, got older too. So now like The Witcher, uh, Call of Duties, uh, others like a lot of games, they they are they have to be more complex even like story wise and have like actually interesting characters and interesting stories. So I just want to like say that like video game industry is just not for uh a bunch of kids anymore because a lot of grown-ups are playing them so it can't be just like you know oh this italian plumber is gonna save princess out of a <laughs> out of the hands of a big tur- turtle guy but like there has to be more to it because your audience demands it yeah and i i think it's also an interesting fact I, I've heard it somewhere. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but um, when uh, companies, big companies, sell you consoles, the money they make, the most money they make, is not the console itself, and sometimes it can be like even not very profitable. But where they earn money is games because they sell you the, the gaming part. Yeah. So. <clears throat> big big guys like microsoft yeah the, the gaming is a huge industry like it it has a lot of money in it and yeah it's very complex and i think you're very right that the games basically evolved with us it's definitely it, it's just interesting how perspective has changed like through the years because like i kind of been on the edge of where it kind of started mm. computer wise like i wasn't there with the first computer but the games on the first computers were not maybe there were some games but very simple ones but it was just interesting to see the progression of how things evolve and like how they occupy our lives more and more you know like it's kind of just it, how they've changed society almost. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. The whole perspective and whole look and like it's it's a whole shift. Not only games, but computers, of course, mm-hmm. but games have like a lot of it. How do, do you think, uh, like, I don't know, this is just like a, a thought of mine. Like, how do you think that has changed maybe the creative process or like the imaginative process, like in young people? Like mm. just thinking about, I don't know, because for me, I didn't really grow up with a lot of video games and I was not ever drawn to, to them. My brother did. He, he liked to play video games and he played a lot. Um, but I loved to just play imagination, like with, with my imagination, probably till I was too old to do that almost. But like, I don't know, like what, what, how would you guys say, like you've seen, how did that change society? Like with the way people imagine or like growing up, to give a small example, like I think one of the things that uh, I think uh, was pointed out was that storytelling, like in the past, like the storytelling ha- didn't need to be that well drawn out. But when it when the audiences had to when audiences started to grow and demand some creativity, what caused um, a lot of game company companies to do is to continuously diversify their existing franchises to a new mechanic 
uh, new storytelling and a new way of experiencing the game itself. Meaning that um, it's very hard to explain by words, but like open world gaming didn't exist for that long. Meaning like the open, like going anywhere you want and doing whatever you want, that concept was practically impossible in the pack, back in the day because of the limitations. Um, and even if they could imagine it, they could not actually fulfill it. Meaning that now that people uh, have this, uh, demand this freedom um, to, to fulfill this imagination, a lot of the games had to expand their uh, world building. And in that world building, they had to fill in many of the aspects that were unseen before. Yeah, I think it's interesting because like there's different kinds of games. Like there's the ones that have stories where you get lost in the story. And then there's ones where you can be a bit more creative and imaginative, like within the game itself. Um, I don't know. Michal, Michal had something to say. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't uh, necessarily agree that uh, back in the day there was no op open world games. Like, yes, there weren't like open world games like Skyrim or or uh, like the witcher for example which are like huge maps you, you can get lost for hours but like the legend of zelda was pretty <laughs> big open world game like it wasn't a linear based game it was a what now would be called dungeon crawler like you go from dungeon to dungeon and and you you could have like find your find your way in the game but um how to how video games like It's kind of hard to to say because uh, like you play a game to like experience one thing. You either want to experience fun, you want to experience a really good story, or you just want to uh, get creative. Uh, not every game has all three in it. Like there's games like Minecraft or. Uh, which like you building your own world basically. Then there are games like uh, Call of Duty, which is basically like a corridor, linear story that you can't like really tanks. To, like yeah, stuff like that. Tanks? Did you just say tanks? <laughs> yeah, it's the story. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. It's just in the square. Yeah, you just <laughs> aim, aim and shoot. <laughs> Not the world of tanks. The tanks. The tanks. She, she, she means the tanks. Yeah. The, the, the flash game. Yeah. The flash game. Oh my gosh. Oh, that, that brings some memories. But there, there are also like uh, games, like you said, like open world games where you can get lost in, and so, like creatively, how it inspires people. Like there's a lot of, for example, a lot of fan art. There's a lot of. Like if you look up, uh, there's this group, group for example, they're called Vivilla Dirt League. Uh, they're making amazing videos, which basically like they make fun of like video game stereotypes. Like uh, they're making like how NPCs, non-playable characters, like how they work, and what uh, what they do. Like if they would if they would have a real life. And then there's a lot of fun art, a lot of uh, people doing cosplays. Uh, so creatively, there's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff that people can do and like i i like to think that the, like human imagine humans imaginations are uh, there's no limits so 
they always find something how to like make it creative in a way that it, it can just exp uh, inspire them it can uh, it can just give them some like uh, i don't know epiphany or something like that questions I have like besides the creativity is uh, a few important questions at least that were for me can you say that the gaming is pretty addictive thing like I want to hear uh, I I've heard some wise words in the very beginning right like when I thought it was rightly formulated by you but I just wanted to know if you think gaming is addictive in general like uh, mm, it can be addictive I don't know like the definitely is not meant to be addictive it's not like created to be addictive but for example like you know like okay how to word it, it it's interesting I because think, uh, it, i it, think it it is i think way. yeah i also kind of view it as you said it cr it was creative kind of to be a bit of addictive okay thing. yeah it depends true. on maybe, the game maybe. yeah it depends on the game like uh, some replayability or like you would love to always go f uh, back to the game because it has great story or it's a great gameplay uh so yeah i guess you're right like yeah games can be addictive and can be very very unhealthy if you like lock yourself in and like you don't come out for for days yeah that's 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 very unhealthy and yeah because like it it has it these properties or i don't know it at least it, it had these properties for me before because it, it's definitely something new you experience like at least when you first time play something that is really kind of interesting to you right it, it can be anything for different people it's some some odd like different things are interesting so doesn't matter what the game is but i think in general they are a bit addictive and like the second question i i had which i had to answer for myself to kind of stop playing as much as i was was like uh why would you play the games right like is, is there some purpose like so i, I would want to hear like more opinions but also your opinion like what is the what is your goal when you're playing games because for example, some examples from my life. So back in the day when there was no internet, right? The, the most kind of enjoyable part of playing the games was playing it with someone else. So we would go in a place where there is a connection in between the computers and that will be a really fun part because there are real people behind the computers. But I also know people that don't need anyone else and they'll just like play hours. So... I had to set some boundaries for myself and explain myself like why am I playing games and when I had an honest conversation with myself I basically stopped doing it but before that was really addictive for me to the point that I wouldn't stop 
right? Because of multiple reasons. It's something that gives you joy, you know. If you're not finding joy somewhere else, it's really easy to escape into the gaming. It's unreal world, like we discussed some of the thi- the things before. And I also know and understand that now, for example, you can become a professional gamer and actually earn money, like for living. But that's probably a very small percentage of justifiable, like justifiable for very small percentage of people because these gamers that are paid a lot of money they're probably like 0.01 percent of everyone playing right so i I was just trying to expand my thoughts so to, to form the question so like as a continuation like why do you play games that that's kind of the let me let me answer yeah. with a question why do you watch tv shows why do you watch movies why do you go to cinema why do you watch on netflix uh Amazon Prime and stuff like that. It's still like the same principle. Like you go there because you like to watch it. You like a good story. You like uh, the characters, whatever it is. The only difference is that you're playing interactive story. You are in the story. You're playing as the character and you are making the decision usually in the game. And the consequences are only in the game. So, yes, like... uh, if if you're asking me personally why do I play games it's just I just love to get like kind of lost in the story and just like you know uh, just enjoy a good story enjoy uh, how the characters like uh, going with their quote unquote life and, and stuff yeah I mean I mean uh, watching movies at least personally for me I can explain why and I would say Again, yes, I, I can I can be lost in, for example, if you find a great series, you might watch it for like, you know, whole five seasons, you know, at once, of course. But in general, movies, um, they, are, they are built like a story that usually brings you some value in the end. So it tells a story and usually you associate yourself with the character and then you would get a lesson out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So... I would say, at, at least personally for me, I'm not saying every movie does that, but most of them are built in a way of the story. So there is a moral kind of lesson you can get out of it. I mean, I can imagine some, again, if you're like binge watching for a month, not going out of your apartment, then that's a problem. But in general, I would say movies are telling you a story and there is a moral kind of thing after that that you can apply to your own life yeah video games definitely do that like video games like touches on almost like every topic as we society either went through are going through and stuff like that so there's thanks (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's for example this uh game called uh, hellblade sending a sacrifice it's about a girl who is uh, suffering from schizophrenia and you are going like through her story and it's kind of like watching the story through her eyes and you can like imagine how, how horrible it is for people uh, who have schizophrenia or there's there are games like that touches on uh, very serious topics a lot of them are racism for example like uh, uh, you know I understand your question because a lot of people just when they see games they just see shooting magic uh, castles and everything I'm not, I'm not actually appealing to like you know all oh, shooting is bad like we're teaching our kids to shoot or whatever you know yeah, yeah. I, i'm not appealing mostly to that but i'm appealing like the conversation we have like at youth praha and this is the podcast 
mainly for like younger generation people mm-hmm. you know so the conversations we usually have and like some some of the things we usually discuss is and what i hear from kids is they spend a lot of time playing games like a lot of it and if they would be given more time they would probably spend more mm. i think today in the conversation somebody said like oh uh, school actually preventing me from playing games you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I think i think it's like and i understand why and especially in this age is really easy to slip from things you should be doing into like gaming because gaming is fun and everything else is responsibility and hard and not fun Mm -hmm. so like my question kind of lays in that area right to understand because when when i had these addictions to gaming like i would spend hours and hours in the evening instead of studying something or doing something valuable i would just play games and i could you know also say all the nice things you know i was training my ability to react fast or whatever you know like but when i understood that basically playing whatever game doesn't give me anything in real life like any valid skill or doesn't provide me with any basically was wasting my time right in in general right like if if we are talking yeah like there could be positive sides to it but like what i seen or understood just personally for myself that i was basically just wasting my time because the none of the skills i earned in the game i could use anywhere outside unless you're doing the job in gaming you know maybe (laughs) but i yeah and and it was a kind of turning point for me when i understood it that this time i spent on these games is actually doesn't give me any like valuable outcome at, at least for me again i say it, it was a turning point in, in understanding that I sh- shouldn't be spending this time. Yeah, I can, I can meet with friends and I can play and have some fun, but compared to what I was spending, like five, six, eight hours every day, compared to like getting with friends and playing for three, four hours once a month, right? It, it's not comparable. So that's what I was going to, and I just wanted kind of different opinions or mm. maybe views on that i think it's really interesting i feel like that's it's a lot of self-reflection involved in that like that process um that i think could be applied to so many different things in life right like what's the added value to my life in this and i think that anything out of moderation is subtracts value from your life whether it's gaming whether it's eating too much whether it's you know whatever it is that it's not in moderation that you that you feel like you're out of control with it I think that's the time where you self-reflect and and think okay this is not beneficial like for my life or, or it's not adding value to my life in this way um but I think then on the flip side like sometimes there's just certain things in life also that it's not necessarily exactly some some really great deep value that's added, but you just gen- generally just enjoy it. But I think that takes that self-reflection to look at, you know, <laughs> where am I at in that? Like, okay, looking at, okay, eight hours a day, yeah, that's that's a little out of moderation p- perhaps, you know, like who, who knows, you know? But I think 
<laughs> yeah. Who, who knows? Like how? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just enjoyed myself too yeah. much. Yeah, know? yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, if I can uh, say, like, it's definitely yeah. about setting boundaries for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Or like, if if any uh, parents are listening, setting boundaries for your kids. Yeah. Watching them what they play. Uh, like or how many hours they play like if your kids is spending literally like hours and hours and hours and not studying yeah there's a good time to say like okay yeah now i'm gonna take away your games and just like you're gonna study now I, as, as Miranda said like it's about moderation it's about like setting your boundaries because uh Yes, like I heard, I hear that a lot. Like, oh, what games give you? What games like give you value, value into your life? It's you're talking about a leisure activity. It's something that people just enjoy to do because it's just relaxing for them. It's something that they would love like like to do with their friends or just alone. You know, they just uh, come home from uh, from school or from work and just turn on the game and they're like, ah, I can like enjoy myself being in that world where like the consequences and the stories just just in that game and uh i don't have to like dealing with the uh, the stuff around around my subjects for like few hours but like if if that's if that's eating your life if that's uh if that's closing you from your studies from your family from your loved ones if that's basically it's not healthy even to your life then yeah it's something to like starting to consider about like oh maybe i should just like uh, at least like moderate it yeah yeah to actually touch on that um i really don't think setting boundaries set boundaries by others works as a person who grew up in boundaries because of it um if your parents don't understand what gaming is uh there's gonna be a no. that boundary is not gonna really help of course no no what i'm what, like what i'm saying like um, if you are a parent and you see your kid like spending literally hours and hours days yeah. playing instead of studying then yeah you need to step so in as a parent because are they gonna a, study when they're gonna be put in a the room then to just study? you have to take <laughs> that's like that's up to you to uh, be as a parent like so that's okay. what i'm saying yeah. that's what i'm saying boundaries not properly understood or explained why yeah. they're set Therefore, and, and, even, and even if properly, understood properly, like properly, like what I'm saying is like boundaries um, can work for to a certain extent, but can't, can't work. Oh, can. Can. can work, can work. to yeah. a certain extent. But what I'm saying is it has it, it fundamentally doesn't change the real core reason of self-reflection. Yeah. It doesn't bring self-reflection from boundaries itself. That, well, that's fair. And, what, and what also can be a harm because if somebody else imposes boundaries on you, the the first thing you want to do is do the opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What yeah, I'm, yeah. What, Once you're a good kid like Mitchell. What allowed me... <laughs> 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 just that kidding. Did, that didn't work on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Sean. Uh, what I'm saying is like, for every kid is very different. For every game, it's very different. For like a single-player game, or like yeah. a, a multiplayer game, or try, game that you have. Try playing ha- Starcraft for fifteen minutes. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, you'll get nowhere. Like, exactly, yeah. like tr- enforcing your kids to stop social uh, playing a socializing game where you made all your friends online, like an RPG. Like, try to stop them. 
Like, oh my goodness, there are going to be fights. <gasps> oh my goodness, there are going to be <laughs> fights every single day. Um, what I'm, uh, why I'm like very sensitive to the topic of the borders, is that parents don't try to understand their kids yes. and their games first. Mm. They just set boundaries because they spend too much time, and that too much time is relative to a game. I'm no joke. <laughs> to certain games, four hours is nothing. For certain games, two hours is too much. No joke. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what I'm saying is like this border concept uh, needs to be like applied accordingly. And what is the most important um, thing that worked for me is not borders, but um, proper. Uh, understanding from uh not just myself not just from my from my friends or my parents but especially from uh properly listening to the word of god and seeing who i am supposed to be like because i didn't know who i was supposed to be i just found my identity within the game what I'm saying is like kids don't have any identity other than being in the game. So therefore, when you take that identity away from that game, they don't have an identity in this real world sometimes because they're so addicted. And taking that identity away might like, of course, like might they might find some replacement. But what I'm saying is like they're just lost, like not able to replace that identity with a proper message of the identity of being a child of God or being... Uh, loved ch uh, child of a parent or like uh, something you know as a child mm. that you need without properly understanding or properly uh, healing having that healing process like it's it was really harmful to me personally and I had to get over that for many many years yeah again and, and uh, I agree to some po ex ex to some point but you just brought it up like very extreme case. I don't think like every kid has that kind of a problem. Like yes, like uh, why there's uh, why every kid is playing a game because there's a lot of games and technology is around us and we need to kind of uh, go with it and just like understand it that okay we live in a in in a, in an era where there's technology around us everywhere around around every corner and maybe like a little advice to maybe to parents like try to like talk to your kids about the games as, as you said but like properly understand it like okay what my what my kid is playing and maybe just sit down with them and like let them talk about the game and and maybe just sit down with them and Amen try to play to, to try to play to, <laughs> try to play with them. just do that just do it parents because they will the kids will so first of all they will love you for that so i mean i i don't know who all is listening our our, our target audiences is youth, not parents not yeah. parents not right parents. now yeah. so what would you say to somebody who's listening right now who is a young person that is feeling like hey like my parents just don't get this like how would how would what would you say to them but like in this situation maybe like the ones that know it's addictive and they yeah. they understand they shouldn't spend that much time but can't do anything with it or don't want to really do anything you know mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. some some advice is kind of in this territory. Yeah, I would say, like one one more thing I was thinking, and I had a real good example of uh, a parent um, 
like Minecraft is really kind of a popular game right now uh, for, for kids and a lot of parents freak out and say, hey, like you're spending too much time. But I, I've seen a different approach from the parent which says, who said basically, okay, it, it's not about like spending time, but it's basically why you're playing and what skills you're teaching yourself. So Minecraft could be perceived from a different perspective, right? Like kid using his imagination, building something, right? So I would say maybe if your parents don't understand you, just tell to explain them why you're playing the game. Maybe there is something useful, some skills you're trying to teach yourself, right? I don't know if it, it's applicable for all games, you know, probably Forza Horizon wouldn't teach you any skills, but like, I don't know, maybe will, but I mean, okay. th there could be a positive thing, but you also need to be honest with yourself when you are playing. Again, it, it needs a self-reflection, mm -hmm. which is painful when you're just want to enjoy your time yeah. off and, you know, spend But I think that's a, that's a really good thing to encourage is self-reflection. Like, I think that's mm -hmm. really good. I think anybody at any age, you can always self-reflect. And yeah. so to take that time and be responsible for yourself and your actions, like, I think that's huge. And, and that might say a lot to your parents, actually, mm -hmm. of being able to... Uh, take into consideration yeah the, just the thoughts of why okay what would be good for me like what would be a healthy amount of time to spend maybe it's you know one day you decide I'm gonna spend six hours playing this game but I'm not gonna spend it doing it every day but this game needs that six hours to just get lost in so I'm gonna do that you know what I mean like I don't know but just taking that time to self-reflect and maybe even trying to explain to your parents might be something that would go volumes in helping your parents understand where you're coming from. I don't know. And it's very hard for kids to be honest to their parents. But I think if you can, be honest and explain what is going on in the game. Your parents don't know. Most parents, I will say... 95% or more don't understand what you're doing or like way more it's like even I tried to explain like the more I explain what I was doing in the game to my parents the more or less they were well, were aggressive against what I was doing mm. like I was I was explaining the self-reflection is also a very key point is like you need to realize why you're playing this game and uh, finding the positives out of it and the negatives out of it and uh, being honest to their parents and parents if they see your honesty I think they can also will be able to properly self-reflect upon their actions towards you and the games that you're playing I think I just don't want to like uh, I just really don't want to be just bashing on games and saying like oh games are super addictive uh, what I've been realizing like especially when I started working in the industry actually like video games can be a really good tool especially if you're a Christian like uh, that that can apply to everything that you're passionate about like if you're very passionate about the games and you really love to you know play the games with either with your friends or like you just love uh like to enjoy like uh the video game industry you just watch it you know you watch conferences and you or you watch like uh something called director's diaries and, and stuff like that you know 
you are especially as a christian you are you are you are god gave, gave you this passion for a reason there's like uh i know that for example for me uh i know that gaming is a big thing for me and therefore i'm trying to in in the gaming community i'm trying to be you know like let's say the light in the darkness you know being a christ christ quote christian gamer and so i really want to avoid that gaming equals bad because that's not true gaming gaming uh, there is a reason why games so popular it's not because uh devil just like popped out and just like okay i'm going to use the games you know no it's just a human a human human creativity coming with something really awesome and like i think it, like with the parents it's going to be very hard especially like if your parents are really really against you uh playing video games like you can try to explain it all you want and they will just not understand that that's just the reality of it but if you explain it in a way like as a okay this is something i just like to do it's my hobby it's and uh, like if if you are really addicted like you can say hey i i need your help like okay talk to your parents as, as Sean said be honest with your with, be with your family and uh so. and definitely with yourself like if you like really spending a lot of hours in 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 games like okay maybe you need a bit of help well that that's what i heard right like from one of the other guys on on our like groups is that like i i spend a lot of time in the game i know it's probably more than i should but i don't want to do anything with it you know like well that's then that's it's like, that's the problem like if you don't want to do yeah. anything with it then that's but like why why would i do i enjoy myself it's fun i don't yeah. have you know i mean I, yeah um yeah well in that case like that's that's just like on, the only thing i i would say to I mean, this I, guy I, like, I i understand that it's not great but it's fun and i enjoy myself so it's it's okay you know yeah like i mean one day he will like he will realize like okay it's actually really bad for him and hopefully hopefully yeah. like i mean like every person is different we can't really yeah. say like the games are bad for everyone no, like no. yeah like it's it's like everything and i think miranda was saying that is like you can apply it to anything right you yeah. can't say internet is good or bad but it's how you use it right mm. Sa same as games or or anything like tv yeah. or you know like i was relating as you guys were talking like i can get lost in it in art for hours and hours. like if i sit down to paint something like six hours will go by and i'm like oops like yeah. i was supposed to be writing my notes for whatever and then it's like okay i gotta like get back to work you know like so i mean i think with anything yeah like yeah. the ages sorry yeah. uh the the my childhood where i was addicted to gaming w would i say it was worth it I loved every single second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you honestly. I think, yeah, games are super fun. And, like, I also had a ton, yeah, like, an enjoyment. And do I regret some of it? A little bit. But, you know, especially in World of Tanks, I spent way too much time <laughs> on that game. But I think uh, just a general precaution people can take when playing video games or uh, starting a new game or whatever is looking at whether the game is free to play or recurring payments because i think those games are purposefully meant to be addictive like mm -hmm. if it's a one-time payment then it's just supposed to be a nice experience that you enjoy like a movie mm -hmm. but these games that Ooh. you have to pay monthly or 
it's free to play <coughs> but Fortnite. You, yeah you have to pay for like other whatever cosmetics or blah 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 i don't pass <laughs> yeah. that that's i think where it becomes very dangerous obviously you can get addicted to any game but i think that's a good precaution people can take to see that was in the root of my question when i when i was asking if games are designed to be addictive right and i think mm-hmm. m- most like i'm sorry michael but i think most of them are designed to be addictive for the purpose of and and that's another thing it wasn't payments when I was playing games, right? It's all evolving right now. And right now it's more dangerous than I think it was before because before it was like you buy a cartridge and you play whatever, you know, how much time you have. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to, like, of course you have to buy cartridges. And in general, companies try to sell you things. Like that's their goal. They, they're making profits on you. And I know. <laughs> Sorry. I will definitely you. disagree, but continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's how the industry works right now in general. But I don't want to evil make games evil because of that, right? Like, again, there are people that are genuinely playing games for enjoyment and they have a lot of creativ- creativity around that. But, like, if we look realistically at the industry right now, most big games are made for profit because people need to pay money for the employees and companies need to grow and you if you look at the initial values that are behind that it's not that people will be creative and enjoy something it's mostly making profits and money okay so here's what i'm gonna disagree okay. with you okay <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Next few hours later. Yeah, we, we, we do have to wrap this one up in like a minute or two, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah but reply. Just, okay, yeah. Re- but really yeah. quickly, yeah. really quickly. Like the you have a developer, you have a publisher. The developer just he developers usually wants to like really all of them, they just want to make a good game that everyone will enjoy and want to play. And then comes the publishers. Who like who see only the profit? So, I would say that like the start at the start the point, the game are is not meant to be like addictive. It just meant to be fun to play. That's all. That's all. Uh, and trust me, I work in the development. I know that the initial game is. I want this game to be fun to play. I want the player to f- feel like he really enjoying himself or herself. But then comes the publishers, mm-hmm. like uh, I can name just few: yeah. uh, EA, Bethesda, mm-hmm. uh, Ubisoft. Like yeah. They just, the, especially the hu- very high people, the uh, ex- executives and yeah. stuff like that, they see the profit of it yeah. and they're like, okay, I'm gonna implement uh, microtransactions into this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I want, I want basically to be the laundry machine for the money. Mm-hmm. But like the the just the, the start, the start of the game yeah. when it's in the hands of the developers. They just want to make the game fun, and that's what's that's what. Uh, if if that if that would be just the point, like I just want to make money out of this, then we would we wouldn't really have a good games. Trust me. Yeah, and I, I agree on that part. Most probably the intention of the guys who are making games, like the writing them, you know, the developers part. Yeah, they are good, but I'm talking about corporations that basically employ all of these people, you know. And again, like those people are really great professionals. They're really creative. Whoever is like writing the game, 
drawing all the graphics for it, you know, like testing and things like that. I can, I can definitely imagine the passion and like the love for the game itself, not for, you know, mm. huge profits, but it, it's everywhere. It's also in the computer industry, you know, like people want to s- try to sell you a Mac very expensive and, and exactly yeah. the thing that costs probably a thousand bucks they sell you five thousand bucks right and, yeah. and and you can see it everywhere it's not only games and i'm not trying to make them evil but what what i'm saying is the thing that was before it's it's completely different right now like where it started and where it is right now oh, yeah. is probably different and like what what you said about the like transactions and things like that and i think it's just a general trend where it's going unfortunately for yeah. the games you know not every game but yeah, not yeah, every like, of course yeah, yeah definitely yeah it's true because like yeah uh, the smaller companies became big corporations and they just want the money so yeah. and it's there is a big money in it like yeah. let's just be honest yeah. like there's yeah. a big money in the games yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well it was super um, great to have you Michal on this um, topic it was fun it's fun to see your passion for it because like <laughs> I actually was getting excited like on the creative side of things I'm like yeah that actually is really cool so <laughs> it was interesting to hear everybody's perspective on gaming and yeah for our listeners we hope you enjoyed this episode um, and you t- tune in for different topics that we have here on Founding Proc yeah and let us know if you want a more gaming yeah, talks going forward like we can pull Michael back here yeah. And yeah, yeah yeah and continue it seems like we didn't finish what we yeah what we wanted <laughs> like it's a, it's a it was it was fun it was fun i like i like to to go in like deep topics like that especially when it comes to gaming and if you like maybe you want to just pop in on twitch you can come and we can just have some fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your handle? Uh, Magically underscore mighty underscore hello. That's how it is. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot my Twitch name. Call it Brett. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just send us a message. We'll yeah. redirect you to... Or we'll try to put it in the description of the podcast. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Great. More addictive, me. Yeah, more addictive people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll talk to your parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michal. Thanks for having me. joining us for today's episode of found in Prague. if you enjoyed today's show please like subscribe and tell a friend follow us on social media at youth praha join us next time